Hello and welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast. I am joined today by Cody Graham. Most boring intro ever. And (laughs) our guest, Dwight from Trail Trash. It's just very formal, Cody. He's formal today. (laughs) I thought it was great. I'm just teasing you, Luke. But welcome, welcome, Dwight. We're really excited to have you on today. I'm glad to be here, guys. I appreciate y'all having me. Oh, absolutely. We fought tooth and nail to have you on, so this better be a good one. You better <laughs> oh, fucking deliver, you know? You <laughs> I mean, we managed to make it through John and Casey and Brad, so we should be okay. That's no true. Pressure. Let's be honest. <laughs> I got this. No, no problem. Oh, yeah. All right, man. So uh, let's start off with the usual. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you drive? What got you into yep. wheeling? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Why did you start kissing little boys in the hospital? Like, what's the uh, what's the word? <laughs> are we, we going to go there right away? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm at least those crash. Fifteen minutes. Know each other. <laughs> All right. If you really want to get personal, just ask him about Pegan. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's oh, fucked God. up. Now you get coming at me. Shit show. <laughs> so we're, just, we're just cutting throats right out the gate, I guess. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though, man. Give us a little bit of you know, who, what do you, who you, you are. What do you drive? Kind of jazz. What do you uh, drive? I don't think it's a Cherokee. No, it's right? definitely a Cherokee. I, I like to wheel with something worth having. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> Oh, man. have you ever had a Cherokee? Yes, I have. I had an '88 whenever, uh, whenever I first graduated high school. Nice. Perfect. And then he grew he up. Breaks right. out of. So, so you still fall in the stereotype for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever it, whatever you got to, yes, <laughs> whatever makes you cool. So uh, now I have a, uh, I think it's a '94. It might be a 93. I can't really remember. Uh, YJ, just your basic tons, LS, coilovers, Atlas, 43 stickies. Yeah, Kinda just, you just, know, your cookie cutter build that you can get at the local junkyard. Yeah, I much. wouldn't go far, but I mean, you go to these big off-road parks, it's just kind of your basic full-size one build. I mean, you say that, but like, we... I mean, how often do we really see... You said it was a YJ, right? Just to double-check, I think I... Yeah, yeah, YJ. I, I mean, we know... I know only two. I don't know about... I mean, I know Graham knows a few more on Facebook, but, like, people that we've actually met, though, how many full-size YJ buggies is there really? That uh, we know? Mikey, that's Chris's buddy. Um, yeah. And yeah. then... I forget the other guy's name, but he wheels with Rockaholics, and he's got one tons coilovers, 43 stickies. So then I've met three of them, because we did, there's the the guy that was down in, I think it was Virginia, that has one uh, f- nine inch with the, uh, yeah, what the, what was it? Hold on. Sorry, I'm completely blanking. White, he has a white YJ, it has a TDI swap. He blew up a 14 bolt shaft um, at Roush with us. Do you remember, Graham? Mm. Don't have the sex doll hanging off the back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a lot of. Uh, oh, long that's long what you remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what about Andy? We know Andy, too. Oh, but he's not a full size buggy. He's just a. He's just oh, a yeah. 
So that's not, that's like, either way, that's fucking cool. So did you buy it like that? Did you build it to what it was? What's the, uh, what's the adventure that you've had with that thing? So buddy of mine bought it from a guy here in my hometown. And, uh, when he got it, it was a, uh, just a basic YJ that somebody put a set of, uh, Chevrolet axles under it had a 12 bolt rear and a Dana 44 front. Okay. 39 inch eye rocks, I think is what was on it. Oof. Um, non bead locks, still on leaf springs front and rear, no shocks whatsoever. The <laughs> leaf springs bowed the opposite way that they should have been. It actually rode really well. <laughs> yeah. 43 yeah. Vortec in it, MV4500, and a Dana 300. That's a weird combo. Yeah, I asked him. I was like, why did you put a 4-3 in this thing? He's like, oh, I had it laying around. I'm like, okay, I mean, I guess uh, I guess that, uh, I'll guess give you that one. I was, I I mean, was just like, kind of confused. Like, why didn't you just go ahead and throw an LS in it instead of having a 4-3? But he, oh, I had it laying around. I was like, okay. More I power guess to you, buddy. it's better than a 2-5? Yeah, I think it was originally a 2-5 Jeep. I think that's what it says on the title is it was originally a two five. But uh, the uh he the guy a buddy of mine that bought it first, he bought it and uh it wasn't running. And uh, I actually was the one that hauled it home for him. He didn't have a truck and trailer at the time and I went and picked it up for him and uh got it back home for him and uh he put it in the shop and within a matter of like an hour he had it running. It was something to do I want to say it needed a distributor or something like that. It was something very simple. And he had it running just right out the gate. And he didn't do anything with it. He drove it around the yard a couple times, and that was it. So he he ended up trading it to another buddy of mine. And he pretty much done the same thing. He uh, didn't really do anything with it. We took it up to uh, Chattanooga to Etna Mountain one time. And we got up there, and it just, as soon as we started up the mountain with the elevation change, it just would not run. Isn't that uh, uh, closed down? Unfortunately, yes. Because I was going to say, that's like right next door to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the Raccoon Mountain exit. Ra- uh, Raccoon Mountain? Yeah. Raccoon Mountain. Yeah, it's like a campground that's called Raccoon Mountain. Oh, okay. I thought that was like a weird hillbilly town thing, and I got really confused. Like, <laughs> I got <No>. excited. <laughs> it's over by Rock City. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? There's a Rock City too, them? Oh my gosh. That's oh just my. crazy. <laughs> and y'all killing me not knowing this pla- these places down here like this. I live up in Massachusetts, okay? You know, it's a little difficult to just rec- uh, remember all the crazy-ass names in the South, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like asking him where, asking, ask him where Woburn is. Or how do you how do you pronounce, uh, um, I don't know. There's like a million. Yeah, we go a lot of directions with that. Yeah. <laughs> the furthest I've been was uh, Pennsylvania, and I don't care to go back. <laughs> wow, you're not a big f- Okay, let's dive right into this. Did you wheel in Pennsylvania, or did you come up for like a vacation or something? No, uh, I had to do a mechanical contracting work, and then we went up there to uh, York, Pennsylvania, and uh, we were working in a coal mill for about three months, and just I did it. I had, the people up there were 
asshole. Well, yes. <laughs> it doesn't get better the further you go up. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? We left Sorry, guys. And uh, we left coming home after that job was done. I will never come back up here. And uh, we left in, I think it was November. And uh, the very next, a buddy of mine was up there working. Um, he done a bunch of, I don't know what you really want. I want to call them awnings, but it's not awnings. The little things over like the drive through windows to keep the rain from splashing on you while you got your window down and you're paying for your food. An yeah. awning. <laughs> I've always called those awnings. I guess you could call it on. Anyways, he was up there working, and uh, they they had a rough night the night before. Stayed out all night drinking, you know, going to the strip clubs, and got up the next morning. And uh, <laughs> as they were leaving the hotel, centered a uh, a light pole, and he calls me. He's like, "Hey, uh, has your trailer got good bearings and tires and brakes and everything on it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "You want to make a trip to Pennsylvania?" I was like, "No." I said I would never go back there. <laughs> he's like so, i took truck oh, this sorry. morning you want to come get it <laughs> ended up being like two towns over from where i actually was up there working a year before that's not fun so, i do have to say roush is worth the trip yeah that's what i keep hearing i, I definitely want to make a trip up there for that but i can understand your sentiment about uh new england Fuck that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you should know. You you you've been down here for how long now? Six months now, seven months. Much better, is it not? It is. And you haven't even got to do any wheeling down here. I did some at Harlan. Um, I just personally mm. like the area better. You, you'll you'll enjoy the wheeling. Especially once you get to AOP or Choco or Morse Mountain, you'll you'll really enjoy the wheeling down here. Yeah, I'm it's, excited for the what is it that Trail Trash Bash? I think that's going to be like one yeah. of my season openers. Um, yeah. Still, I keep hearing AOP, AOP, and I really want to go. I've just heard so much about it. I love that place. That's probably uh, Etna used to be my favorite, but now that it's closed down. Uh, I'd say it's either going to be AOP or Choco is going to be my favorite. It's it's kind of a toss-up. I was told that Choco is like a party place, and there's some really, really hard stuff, but the majority of the park is pretty mild. Yeah, it's pretty mild, but there's still some good wheeling there. Um, what's nice about Choco is you can go out there and have a Cherokee on 35s, and follow anybody around and there's a lot of good pull-offs to where you can go around an obstacle and kind of keep up with everybody okay um so it's kind of like yeah. roush in that regard yeah, yeah i was gonna say that sounds like roush which which is it's nice though like it sucks because it allows the the smaller uh, arrogant wheelers to be like, I did a red today, and it's like, <laughs> dickhead, you went through the like the by or whatever the bypass. Technically, yeah, you drove around a red, but for somebody like me or Richie, who's just like 
smaller rig but hangs out with like bigger dickheads um it's nice for that because we can like we don't we can follow from the black trail over to the red follow up the red go around it and still get to be able to be with the boys you don't have to fucking like take the green bypass all the way up and around just to meet him at the top of the trail so yeah you're, you're not separated for an hour and a half while they're trying to get through a hard trail and you're trying to just meet them at the top yeah Correct. And that's kind of fun, too, because, like, you can go and watch your buddies be absolute dickheads and not have to blow your shit up to get there. Exactly. In, in a sense, AOP is kind of the same way. AOP is so small. Most of the trails of AOP, you know, they're they're not long whatsoever. So if you've got, a like, let's say four or five just full-size, well-built rigs, you can take them up. A hard trail and then if you got a guy on in a Cherokee or whatever on 35s and a locker you know they can follow you to the bottom of that trail and then it might be the next trail over maybe two trails over they can pop up it and then meet you at the top and at the top there's they can stand there and watch you so AOP in a sense is kind of the same way and it's just because it's so small like AOP is not really a big part it's actually really small compared to a lot of places. And same thing with Coco and Moors. You know, it's kind of the same way. They're both pretty small parks, but there's there's still a lot of good wheel in there. AOP has definitely got the one of the harder of the wheel, in my opinion. There's just a lot of big rock at AOP. Okay, I dig that. Sounds good to me. But um, oh, sorry. It is not the place to be if they're calling for rain, because it is just a mess. And I feel like that's everywhere down south, though. I feel I genuinely feel like every time I see anybody wheeling down south, they're coming out of a mud hole onto a nasty little rock section every time. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of the places down here. Like Choco, though, Choco, it can be pouring a flood, and you can go up ninety percent of everything there. Okay. I don't is about choco it's it's like it can quit raining like it can pour pour flood all morning long quit raining at lunchtime and by three o'clock the place is dried out oh shit wow we love going to choco for that reason because it's it's always good dry wheeling for the most part i mean you're still going to have a little bit of mud here and there but it can it can pour flood all week long and you can go to choco and it's pretty much dried out by the time you get there that is definitely a benefit. Yeah, it's very nice. And then plus for like me and Casey and Jonathan, um, Eddie is a little bit further out from us, but uh, me, Casey, and Jonathan, we're two hours. Mm-hmm. Two hours to Choco, two hours to Morris, two hours to AOP, about two and a half to three to Winrock, depending on how fast you want to really get with it. Um, that kind of sounds perfect to be honest with you shit imagine dude you think about how much wheel and curtis would do if he was only two hours from places (laughs) you know this is going to be another one of them damn curtis sucks episodes no 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 we just here for it i think i think we owe it to dwight that it'd be a 
Oh my god, I just said that the southern I I'm I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I didn't know. You know, I was gonna say a rude joke and then it made it even more rude because then I gave it a southern accent. I'm very sorry. I, I have this thing. I don't know why I do it. Whenever I talk or listen to somebody speak for a long time, I start to pick up mannerisms and I, I guess accents. I never realized it was accents too, but I'm sorry I did uh, I was not making fun of your accent. But either way Oh, you're I, not about to be none. I what got- was the joke? <laughs> well, the, I, I, want to, but I felt now. bad because I don't want to fucking make like. I mean, I want to poke fun at him, but I just didn't want to talk shit. It's kind of what I was getting at. All right, but All right. Uh, we don't have to make that much fun of him. He drives a YJ. We, either way, what I was gonna say, I think we owe it to Dwight to make it a Dwight sucks episode. Okay, God, <laughs> now it's all ruined. <laughs> all right, hey, fair enough. Go, go talk to Jonathan and Casey and Eddie and Todd and. Brad and Bart and John Moore and everybody else we will with about how I can't drive. But yeah, I'm the one that's uh, showing them the lines. Sounds about right. You know, that's I get told I, mean, I can't drive. <laughs> I, I, I really cannot drive. I, I, is, I have no driving capabilities whatsoever. I really don't. And uh, what helps me a lot is the 43s and my right foot. <laughs> yeah, I've watched more than one video of you sitting there, like, with front digging or just laying on it, and then backing up and hitting it just as hard as you were doing to get them spinning and launching up the obstacle. Yeah, I, I'm not scared to just back up and let it go. And then, like, I was, we had a conversation, like, I think it was, like, the second time I met Brad's brother, Bart. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'm one of those guys, you know, I'm going to roll up on it. And I'm just going to try to ease it, you know, pick a line, play on it three, four times, and then try to crawl it. And then if I can't do it then, then I'll back up and give it a couple good bumps. And then if I can't get it then, then I'll give it all she's got and go. And I'm like, yeah, but then by that point, everything's so damn slick that you really got to have everything you've got just to get up it. I was like, just do like me, man. Pull up on it and just full fucking send it right out the gate. (laughs) So... Because of the NEA, which is, uh, like, the community that runs all of the properties in New England, they've got a three-try rule just because, like, they're such a large organization. They cover everything from stock JKs to, like, uh, you know, full purpose-built portal axle buggies. So, you know... My whole thing was first try, try to be a little gentle on it. Second try, harder. And third try, pop the clutch. Or neutral drop in my case. Yeah, well, you got one of those weird transmissions without the third pedal. Like, uh. Hey, it used to have it in it. I got rid of that. Hey, don't you be talking bad about them automatics, all right? They work, okay? I don't care what you say. There's a lot more consequences and a lot more fun out of a neutral drop versus a clutch dump. Wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree. Well, no, he's, he's not wrong about the consequences. <laughs> There's a lot more fun out of a good 6,800 RPM neutral drop than there ever will be a clutch dump. I don't That's know. 6,800 <laughs> RPM second gear clutch dumps are entertaining as fuck to watch. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. But I'm telling you, man. I see where you're coming from. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you there. 
There's definitely a lot more consequences. Ask me how I know. <laughs> how how <laughs> many no. hundreds have you been through? How often are you? Hold on, we just glossed over that. How often are you slamming in front of a neutral to drive? He just said every time. <laughs> oh no! Well, uh, if it's slick, uh, I'll say probably five to ten times a weekend. Uh, oh Jesus! If it's you know like a good dry day, and it just kind of depends on where we're wheeling and what what kind of trouble i'm having really depends on how much i've had to drink all right that's so okay. i i like where this is going but i feel like we do need to go back and explain how we got to the point of neutral dropping from a 12 bolt 44 nv 4500 setup you know i was i was just thinking that yeah let's uh <laughs> all right so let's reel back a little bit all right so i got the jeep uh, a buddy of mine had it, and then we took it to Aetna. He had some trouble out of it, and he's like, I'm done with this thing. I took it out one time. Didn't even make it off the main trail. So I took it back, and uh, he's like, I'm going to sell it. And I'm like, oh, yeah? Well, how, how much you want for it? I, I don't know why. I loved the Jeep at the time. And I was like, how much you want for it? And uh, I think it was three grand. And that was probably about four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. I don't know. It might have been a little longer. So he's like, three grand. I was like, all right. You got it. I'll go get the money and I'll bring it to you. So we went and got it, brought it home, and this thing sat here at the house for three, four months. I never touched it. I, it was like a go to the end of the driveway and get the mail kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally, I started getting out and we took it to AOP a couple times, and I always had a, a wiring gremlin out of it. Like I could never keep it running a full trip. And, uh, I'd have a wiring gremlin, get pissed off at it, and it'd sit for six months. And uh, so finally, one day, I was like, all right, you know what? We're just going to we're gonna get a set of tons for it and throw under it. I don't know why I started with tons. It should have been LS to start with, but I started with tons. And uh, I was like, I'll put it on leaf springs, uh, keep the motor transmission transfer cases in it, just just a basic set of one tons, 14 bolt and Dana 60. And, um, uh, bought a set of tons. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard Jonathan and Casey talk about him much, but there's a guy that we will with his name's Todd. No, not off I the don't. top of my head. So he's got a black YJ. He's, uh, he also, he's the one that's got the blue buggy as well. Oh, yep. Yep. I know who you're talking about now. So he, uh, he's that black YJ. It used to have hydraulic assist steering and uh, fourteen inch sway away coilovers on the front. Well, he bought ORIs for it all the way around, and uh, he done full hydro on it. And he hit me up. He's like, "Hey, if you know anybody, I'm gonna sell these coilovers and uh, the steering for it." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I got a YJ. You know, what, what do you want for it?" And uh, he threw me some money, or he threw me a number, and I was like, "All right." deal you know I'll, I'll give 500 bucks for two coilovers and a, a psc gearbox and hydraulic assist ram and hoses and everything and tie rods and the whole nine yards to make it all work on mine so that started it with the coilovers i was like well if i'm if i've already got two coilovers let's go ahead and get two more and let's just four link it front and rear so 
call up a buddy of mine I went to high school with, and he's like, he just got done building a Comanche. It's a four-link front and rear. He done a 1UZ in it, uh, AW4. That's an 40. interesting motor choice. Yeah, it, it is. But he he's one of those. He he always likes to do stuff a little different. He he likes to stand out from everybody else. That's fucking I, cool. I, yeah, Sorry. I gave him shit. Why did you not just put an LS in it? He's man, I just want to be different. He's I found a good deal on a one UZ. Found out it'll bolt to an AW four. He's like, so I just made it work, and it and it works really well. And the rev limiter on that thing is phenomenal. So. Very true. He built this whole thing from scratch. He bought a two-wheel drive Comanche and built it. So Isn't I was kind of... Um, that's the 4.0 V8, right? Yeah. Yeah, 4.0 V8 out of a Toyota or a Lexus or something like that. Oh, they yeah. use UGE? One UZ. One UZ, thank you. Yep. Yeah, yep. I was looking at... What was it? Um, at one point, just from curiosity in high school, the 4.7 Lexus motor, I always thought that thing was cool as fuck. That might be a 2UZ or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's like the 1UZ FE some other numbers. Toyota shenanigans. <laughs> we don't we don't Toyotas around unless your name's Eddie. <laughs> you got 15 squirrels to get you to deal. That's funny. So, uh, anyways, I hit him up and I'm like, hey, uh, what would it cost me to get a four link front and rear? And uh, he threw me a number and it was just one of those you could not pass it up. He said, you provide materials. This is what it's going to cost you. You bring it to me and you get it back as a, uh, a done rig ready to go. I'm like, all right. So then he's like, are you ever going to motor swap this thing? I was like, yes, it's definitely going to have an LS put in it. He said, well, you need to you need to go ahead and, and do the LS now so I can build a front four link around it. And I'm like, okay. Dude, that sounds like a good friend to me right there. Yeah, but <laughs> this, this $5,000 budget that I originally had turned into 10 grand and then 10 grand turned into uh, just whatever it ended up being all in all and it was just a it was just the snowball effect it went um let's do a set of axles to okay now we're going to do a ls swap and if i'm doing an ls i'm not going to run the five speed i'm going to get a different trans and then i was like well do i want to spend the money and because I, I had a 203 t case gave to me and uh I didn't want to run the 203. I wanted to run a 205, but then it started tumbling in my head. Like, okay, a 205 has a shit four four wheel drive ratio, so let's do a doubler. So I started looking into kits, seeing how much they were, seeing how much it was going to cost me to get a 205, have it rebuilt, do the 32 spline output. And uh, after I got done doing the math, I was like, shit, let's just put an atlas in it. So I just started just throwing money at this thing left and right. Motor, transmission, uh, ordered an Atlas for it. Instead of one, it's got a 14 bolt and a Kingpin Chevy 60 in it. And I ordered Yukon shafts for the front, um, gears front and rear, uh, spools front and rear, rebuild kits front and rear, disc brakes for the rear. Um, and I just, it was just a straight up snowball effect. It was, it went downhill quick. I blew a $5,000 budget out in less than two hours that's one thing i'll say about my rig 
I'm very happy with how slowly it progressed. It was like one tons. Okay, that setup lasted for like, what was it, a year or whatever, and then it was the spiral. Yeah, so that's how Jonathan's been. Jonathan has always just kind of slowly jumped into his stuff, and he'll do one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And mine went from a running, driving rig to I took it over to Farley's house and dropped it off. And when I left that day, it was sitting on the frame, no axles under it, no transmission, no T-case, no motor, no nothing. It was just a bare tub and a frame. And I put all the other the running gear on my trailer, took it home, and sold it on Marketplace. And he's like, all right, here we go. I'll start cutting, cutting shit off of it, and we're just going to hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, it came out pretty sweet, so, I mean, good it's for been you. It's been a very good rig. I've I've beat the absolute hell out of it for a year and a half, and I've had very minimal problems out of it. Um, you break a shaft yet? I broke a rear fourteen bolt shaft. Ooh, hmm. that's impressive. I know yeah. it's it, kind honestly. Of, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It's kind of funny. Like everyone I know that's slowly like getting more and more into it we're hearing more and more yeah i broke a sterling 10.5 or i broke a 14 bolt shaft more and more and it's just kind of like i remember back in the day when you had to be a special kind of retard to break those and now it's more <laughs> common well also back in the day 35s were considered big so nowadays when a 43 is like a no big deal, it's kind of like in the car community when somebody's like, oh, I have a thousand horsepower back in the day. That's like, oh, fuck, like thousand yeah. horsepower. Holy shit. Now. Yeah. Same thing. Nowadays, somebody's like, oh, I got 43 and stickies. You're like, OK, cool. So like, do you do something with it? Like, it's like, <laughs> I mean, so I, I mean, think it's sorry. God. Back no, in the day, it was the 40 inch IROX were the big tire or uh, 40 yeah. swampers. The or the Mickey Thompson Baja Claws, for sure. Yep. You mean, you mean the I Can'ts? Damn right. <laughs> I've seen some backwards IROCs do some really stupid shit, but also get denied on, like, obstacles that I've watched people on 35s walk up. That was that was the first two set of tires I had on mine. It had a 39-inch, I think it was a 39.5, actually, IROC on it to begin with. And then whenever I done the ton the tons, the coilovers and everything, um, that same guy Todd, he uh he hooked me up on a set of forty two inch sticky eye rocks. And uh I wheeled those for like two months. And to me, don't get me wrong, they worked, but I wasn't impressed with them. And then uh same guy again, Todd me up he's like hey i got a set of cut 43s sx stickies i'm gonna sell here's the price on them i'm like i'm on my way right now you gotta give me this dude's phone number for the next time he's got another oh. set of stickies <laughs> a set of trips he's probably got a he'll probably sell his trips right now if you want to you want trips i want to be financially responsible and get my rig actually running with a spare tire right now but yeah. he does want the traps. He does want yeah, the traps. Yeah. Wants <laughs> Brand new set of traps. He would probably sell. Hmm. Uh oh. Oh boy. K 
Casey, that's not even the, you, don't, you don't even need to think about that, Luke. You just buy them. Yes, and then like, cry. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna cry later. I'm not gonna price them for the man, but I I could go ahead and t- find a in this country. Mm. It's all right. You want to know something? A crazy thing about tire prices right now? Guess oh. how much uh, my General Grabbers went up? Because Buckley a tire, sixty bucks a tire. Uh higher. Really. Yep, because Buckley is finally looking into getting the set of 35s. I believe by the beginning of next year, he wants to be fully locked uh, at 35s, which I commend him since he's just so getting into 2023? it. Uh, no, he wants to before this season. Like He wants okay. to get that rocking and rolling. Uh, but yeah, so I called up my tire place, and they want 295 a tire now for those fuckers. Jesus. What was it before? 180. Oh my dear lord. Yeah. Well, the guy told me, I'm like, you're joking, right? He's like, nope, everything is crazy, and you have about, like, a three-and-a-half-week lead time on those. I'm like, okay. Oh, um, Sorry, go ahead. If it no, makes go- you feel better, my nittos are now 500 a tire, so... Oh, well, Come on, first, Come on guys. Are- Rookie numbers. Y'all gotta bump them up. Fuck you both, okay? <laughs> These are 35s, all right? God, I knew one of you. <laughs> They're just grabbers, God. That's what I mean. They're cheapo, like... Poopy continentals, okay? Jeez. You don't want to just get Wait, the 43s. Are you talking poorly on your favorite tire, Cody? I mean, I know they're welfare bear tires, okay? Come on. Like, I know. I just. Or like, what do you do? Run, run Patagonias or something? No, they're general. They're practically a, like a step up from a Patagonia. They actually work, but they're better. still cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. I think I'm gonna be picking up a spare pro comp because I found them for four fifteen a tire shipped. So That's not bad. for a spare tire, I'll live with that. Hey, hey for how close you live to him, you need to call up Scott. Go forth. Yes. I know. Um but I need a non sticky spare, just like a generic tire. He does to have. He does. He'll do tires on your, your uh, little small car. He'll do. Oh, okay. Tire, tire he does semi tires at all. So. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, down the ro- oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're good. Down the road, I want to try out the Mickey Thompson Baja bosses. I think they are. It's like the MTR looking sticky. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I want to try those in a 40. I don't really want to go bigger on that Jeep because I feel like going any bigger than a 40 is going to be comically huge and way too much cutting. Nah. Should do it. I should every Trash everything that Graham just did. It wouldn't be what Graham did. What do Graham it. did would be fine. Oh, would it? Yeah, because that full stuff... I don't have a problem. Uh, I've got like an extra inch, and I don't give a fuck if a tire just rubs the tube. What's well, it gonna make... do? Bump stop on the tube? Come on, let's make it a problem. Let's go straight to. If say I you were cut to out. go to forty threes, though, it would be a forty three SX sticky all day, every day. I mean, you at least you're being. No. Um. 
because, you know, if you're going to do it, just bend over and take it. SX is king out here. Everybody, I think they're just, I don't know. They they're work well tires. everywhere, yeah. Yeah, but they like, work everywhere, but they're, they're definitely king out here. The only tire that would be a good contender would be the Baja Pro. Yeah, the that's what Todd put on his buggy. They work really, really good. and that's what uh Art Martin is. Yeah, Brad's a good. These do work. Is uh is anybody else excited to see how those USDs do? Oh, on, uh... those are gonna be dumb, dude. Yeah. I am excited just to see. Yeah, Brad. Brad's Brad. USD are gonna. They're gonna do. He sent a video the other day. We got a little group message on Snapchat with all the trail trash guys, and uh, he sent a video. It snowed up there, I think, like a week or two ago, and he didn't even have a front ring and pinion in his Jeep, and he just went out, kind of booze cruising the neighborhood, and uh, kicked a couple little donuts, and then pulled it back in his uh, garage, and sent us a video of the tires, and they are already almost. You know where they would have been square is just the two little donuts he kicked on the snow, and then it cut down to kind of pavement. It already is starting to feather them out really, really hard. Shit, they are they definitely are soft. I've never seen a set in person, so I don't know how soft they are. But I was I was really surprised at how much it was already just peeling that that square edge up. Well, I can I can believe it. They might not be that soft. It might just be that the contact patch is so small that like the weight it just it does it's not able to disperse the weight well enough to uh like how do I explain it? It just it, it's pretty much it might have a little bit more a little bit less contact patch than your average tire. So it's applying so much more weight to that small area that it just shreds them instantly. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, well, that's kind of like the the cut SXs I was running before. Um, it would just completely tear them apart. So, what LS did you end up going with? Uh, it was supposed to be a five three. Turned out to be a four eight. Oh, that's hey. fine. It's about hey. the same. <laughs> I hey, get that... it for saying I want to put a four eight in all the time, but I like Don't those let... motors. Do not let anybody talk that motor down. <laughs> has it treated you that well, though? It really has. Have Dude, you not right. watched the Instagram videos of it running it, on its side? It's, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I haven't done too much research on this episode. I'm just throwing, I apologize. I know I know the gentleman. I know his rig, but like, I don't think I've seen any videos, I, and I apologize for that. No, you're fine, man. Uh, it just... I've had it in there for a year and a half. I, I bought a wrecked truck, uh, took it down, and I was just going to do a junkyard swap on it. I was just going to take it apart, throw a cam in it, and then reseal it. And uh, got it tore apart, and the cam bearings was trashed on it. And I was like, all right, it had 260,000 miles on it. So, okay, I'll just take it to a machine shop. Because I'm one of them. I'll do some stuff, but when it comes to a transmission or completely going through a motor, I'm like, I'd rather just pay somebody else that actually knows what they're doing to do it. Yeah, Could I? Yes, but I like that. I kind of like that insurance policy, so to say. 
Mm-hmm. So I took it to a machine shop and I was like, hey, I need cam bearings in this thing. While you're in it, you know, you already got to take the bottom end out of it anyway. So go through the bottom end, freshen it up, new bearings, new seals, new everything. And he's like, okay. So uh, I had him build me. I was like, well, you've already got it. So I'll just bring everything to you. Just let you build me a long block out of it. He went through my heads and redone those. And uh, I got it back. All I had to do was put the intake on it and the headers. And uh, it has lived at the rev limiter at 6,800 RPMs for a year and a half. And when it's running 185 degrees at running temperature, it still holds 40 pounds of oil pressure. So did you do anything specific with like the uh, the valve springs and stuff to withstand like a beating on rev limiter or no? It's got a, I ordered a BTR uh, cam kit. It's got a BTR stage four truck cam and it come with the, I think they were beehive springs. Yeah, those oh. beehive springs are legit. Yeah. I ordered just a kit and it come with the cam and the springs and then I ordered a set of chromoly push rods and it's got a melon oil pump. Okay, so it is built to withstand a heavy beating on rev limiters. So that's that's why it has survived. <laughs> I just I honestly I expected this thing to never make it this long, not without giving me some sort of issue. And, and instead, it shows up for work ready every time. <laughs> it will not back down. It won't back down. There is videos of this thing just being put on the rev limiter for sixty seconds at a time, and it just keeps going. Last time I did that to a four liter, I broke a crankshaft. <laughs> Please, every time you do that to a four liter. Not, not true. I have no oil pressure and I'm still living bitches for now at yeah. least. I guess. Uh-huh. Well, I cite that weekend at Richie's where it started as, I think it's just a stuck lifter. Let me redline it. And then we went up to straight faced. I couldn't make it. So I just got pissed and bear killed it. And then it became like a rod knock. And then um, I think it was Kate and myself went out to get booze and it got worse. So I wheeled it the next day and then I tried to drive it back to the shop and you had to grab me with my trailer. Yeah, that was a fun adventure, though. Okay, and it, it was a good time. Struggled to pull itself onto the trip. <laughs> hey, if it makes you feel better, um, not this past New Year's, but the New Year's before, Eddie bought. Uh, Eddie's the one with the red Toyota and all the trail trash videos. Mm-hmm. He uh, he bought a blue Toyota that was on a set of like thirty-eight inch boggers or so, and then he bought that red Toyota, and he bought both of them within like the same week. He bought the blue one first, and then he found the red one for a smoking deal, and he's like, that's it, i to buy it too, and I'll just get rid of the blue one. So we went to AOP for New Year's. We got up there, and uh, he rode in the red one all day because it was raining that weekend, and it had heat and windshield and doors and everything. And uh, he bought it with a motor knot, and uh, it lasted majority of the day. And uh, it finally it locked down. So we drug camp, and uh, he knew he was going to have to put a motor in it. And uh, we drug him back to camp. He's like, all right, I'm going to hop in the blue one. <laughs> he it, I don't know, a quarter of a mile 
up the main trail. He didn't make it very far whatsoever. And it spun, I don't know if it was a rod bearing, a main bearing, or what, but this thing was knocking like a Jehovah's Witness. It was awful. <laughs> that is amazing. That is my kind of luck, too. He blew up two twenty-two hours in a matter of a day. Now, that's that's seriously impressive, because I've seen those things take absolute, like insane beatings. So they, that's impressive. They take good beatings, but as soon as they lose oil pressure, it's over. Well, yeah, most most mechanical like rotating assemblies, yeah, when there's no lubrication, they uh they you don't die. No, like, I know, I'm yeah, I'm teasing you. <laughs> I, I, Toro, you know, you can have five pounds of oil pressure, and somehow or another, that thing will survive. Mm-hmm. That's but false. That was, uh, yeah, come Shut on, up, Luke. I think it's just your bad luck, man. Oh, 100%, because I'm still oh, Yeah, he mine. throws in motors that haven't run in 10 years and expects them to just take <laughs> what he gives it as soon as he throws it in the Jeep. So you mean no, that you're no, no lube, no anything. Nice. It just goes straight to work. Yeah, but Grim, the issue with your logic, though, is he took my running and driving motor, swapped it into okay, his Okay, well, Jeep. the issue is you had it before him. That's the problem. <laughs> I only had 245,000 miles on it, and then it sent number five to God with the crankshaft. Yeah, so Richie is, uh, you know, he was holding out on you. I'm sure there was something wrong with that. And he was like, yeah, sure, Luke, you could have it. <laughs> I think I got that in the transmission uh, for 150 bucks to him and picking up his new Jeep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Steve. That's, uh, yeah. And the red flag should have been the price tag on that deal. Hey, don't say that because mine's been a hell of a motor and I made money on that one. <laughs> did you make money after the machine shop on that one no <laughs> <laughs> or the full motor build <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it seems i mean to be honest with you with how how much shit people talk about the four rates and how how well it has treated you it seems that the money that you spend building it was well worth it so can't really complain too much there yeah no i I do not hate on that motor whatsoever. Four eight five three six zero. It wouldn't matter what was in it for the amount of abuse it's taken. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. Now, part of the reason I'm a fan of it is that they came with the manual crankshaft, even in the autos, compared to the five three, where you have to buy that weird assembly that's like a mock pilot bearing holder, and I'm keeping the manual. So. That's a little bit of a W to me, and then I want to put well, a cam in it with the Beehive Springs and a Mellings oil pump with new cam journals and bearings. Okay. Could be good. Uh, just the bearings, I'm sorry. But, yeah. The, uh, or, why don't you just find a 5.3 or a 6.0 or whatever you end up putting in there that comes with a manual? Why would you... Um, because the 6.0 manual swap setups are stupid money compared to buying a... I mean, I guess I could find a 6.0 and then find an older manual, but buying a 4.8 and then finding the older manual just seemed like it would be a cheaper and easier option. Plus, the cost to entry is much lower 
when you consider it's already going to the machine shop anyways, what, excuse me, why pay 700, 800 bucks, which is what the six O's are going for down here, when it's already going to be getting a cam, already going to be getting everything else done to it, and the 4.8's a tougher rotating assembly with my previous motor issues and my driving style. When I don't think it'd be tougher. I think it'll just take, but, because it's a lighter engine, it's going to take the rotating mass better. Shorter stroke. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The biggest thing about a 4.8 is such a short stroke that it just takes a beating. Easy. Like, um, I might be wrong about this, but the current record for the fastest LS quarter mile is held by a boosted 4.8 on a stock bottom end. I have not a clue. I doubt that, but I don't know for sure, so I'm but not kind of... It's off of the stock bottom ends, I should say, not off of, like, the fastest total time. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. I'll put it to you that way. Um... And like I was saying earlier, I want to put a 4.3 Atlas in it. So if I've got an NV4500 with a 6.5 to 1 into a 4.3 gearbox. Man, you're going too low. What 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 gears you got in your axles? 538s. Oh, yeah, you're going too low. Well, that's the beauty of the manual. Every gear can be first gear with a little bit of effort. True. <laughs> uh your logic today is just. I was, <laughs> if I was gonna have a a MV forty five hundred and five thirty eights my axles with a LS, I would be more on the three O or a three eight Atlas. Like I have a three eight mine with five thirty eights, and it crawls good, but sometimes it's just too low. That's when you throw it in fourth, and fourth becomes first. <laughs> yeah and it just go it's, the motor things are the stock vehicle things it's doing 280 miles an hour but you're doing It'll 10 <laughs> well i mean the, the other option there is a doubler right you can yeah. have the low range for doing crawling things which uh i mean depends on wheeling styles you know you don't necessarily need to go and uh, robo grumbo Hey, uh, Sorry. It's okay. Hey, get closer to the driver's side of the truck. I think you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about that. So this episode, uh, Grambino is doing the podcast from the shop. So yeah. that's why he's talking a little less is because he's probably self-conscious about his audio quality. And oh, shit. I mean, audio and then there's just other noises. Like I had to mute myself because the tow truck was backing up. And here we're talking about rebuild LSs and all this stupid shit and here I am with my piece of shit that needs let's get uh, yeah. you know what it's a lot you of fun. should do you should pull that 6.0 for oh, me I'm going to put a, some beehive springs in it a cam uh, you know I'm going to send it out to the machine shop overnight and I'll get it back back in the morning it'll be all good Boom, oh yeah just overnight <laughs> she'll be mint <laughs> so quick question for you Dwight because I don't believe we've talked about it and if I have somebody can slap me on the wrist for it but how did you meet up with the uh, the trail trash guys like what kind of was that turn of events so um, 
I've known Casey for God forever. It seems like I say forever. I will say probably I don't know eight years or so. Uh, which he's a good deal older than me. He's kind of an older man, you know, up there in his late thirties or something like that. I don't know. He might be on that forty mark. I, I couldn't tell he's you. He's got kids ancient. and all that shit. It's weird. So I've known him for a hot minute, and uh, we uh, we were up at AOP about a year and a half ago, and um, honestly, I had no clue about none of this trail trash stuff. Like they had done, they were you know seventeen, eighteen thousand followers on Instagram at the time, uh, like seven, eight hundred subscribers on YouTube, and uh, I had not a clue about them. And, you know, I've known Casey for several, several years, and I just, I don't know how I didn't know about it, but I had no <laughs> idea about none of this going on. And uh, we were up there at AOP, and Casey shows up. And I knew about Casey with his Jeep on tons and it being right-hand drive Cherokee and all in 40s. But uh, I never knew about none of the trail trash stuff. So they show up, and that was whenever I really got introduced to Jonathan. And uh, it was just kind of downhill after that you know start talking to him more and this and that and then um casey rolled his stuff and jonathan's was going down because it needed a motor and we got talking about it and i'm like hey you know if there's something i can do to kind of help out let me know you know even if it's i'm going wheeling and y'all need footage let me know i'm glad to go take cameras with me and try to film what i can or whatever and that's pretty much how it started. And uh, right before I went to RBD that Thanksgiving, they hit me up and they're like, hey, how would you feel about being a member? Like a trail trash team member, so to say. And I'm like, I'm totally down for it. You know, what do you need me to do? Sign me up. And they're like, just do what you always do. Show your ass. I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. That's the kind of content we're looking for. So, so on that note, I was told to ask you about the spooning incident with Brad. Oh, oh hold on. Quick quick thing. So, luckily, you know, if you guys ever even considered Luke as a trail trash guy, his ass crack is out 24-7. So, like, he's, he's perfect for the opportunity. Like, I'm just throwing it out there. It really is match made in heaven. I can't help it. I literally have no ass. There it is all this amazing dimension called fucking suspenders. It's four people with no fucking ass. <laughs> you, know, the, uh, you guys are taken away from me setting up the spooning incident. To no, my ass. I'm flattered. I'm going to jump right into the spooning thing. So we were at AOP back in November. And uh, I brought a camper up there that weekend. And uh, I had a friend of mine. He's... He's always been into kind of wheeling and stuff, but he's never been to uh, he's never been to AOP with me since I've done got my rig done or anything or anybody else for that nature. And uh, I hit him up. I didn't have nobody riding with me that weekend, and I'm one of them. I hate riding by myself. I'd much rather have somebody in there with me. I just I have a hell of a lot more fun if I've got yep. somebody. So I hit him up, and I'm like, "Hey, do you want to go?" AOP with me this weekend. He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Good. You're hauling the camper. I'm hauling the. I'm hauling the jeep." 
And uh, he's like, "What the hell? Did you did you just use me?" And I was like, "Yeah, pretty much." Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so we go up. I take the camper up there with us, and uh, I can't remember if it was Friday night or Saturday. It was Friday night because Brad had to leave Saturday because he had to work at the fire station Sunday. So Friday night we're out wheeling, and that was the night that uh, I broke that rear axle shaft. We went down and uh, got it fixed and i told everybody else i was like y'all keep going just let me know where you're going and i'll catch up it won't take me five minutes once i get down there to get this axle shaft changed out so got down there got it changed out and uh called them as soon as i got done i was like where are y'all and they're like okay we're about to pull into george winter i was like okay i'll be there in 10 minutes tops you know i'm gonna give her all she's got coming up the mountain and uh so I'm hauling ass up the mountain, pull into George Winter, make it 30 feet into George Winter, and I break a driver's knuckle, just completely sheared it in pieces. And Chevy uh, Dana 60 problems, tisk uh, tisk. Uh, and all the abuse that thing has taken, and it it shears it like it did on nothing, absolutely nothing. I I don't know what it had to have already been cracked and just ready to let go. So we get everything fixed and we come off the mountain. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. It was cold as hell. And uh, we come off the mountain and I was over there bullshitting with Brad and his brother and all at their camp because they, they camped uh, on a different spot than we did. And uh, Brad was like getting his Eno and stuff out. He was going to hang it up from his Jeep and hook it to his trailer and this and that. And I'm like, Dude, it's like 30 degrees outside. I was like, you can come crash in the camper if you want to. I was like, I got a queen size bed to myself. Like, just don't touch me. You can get on one side of it. Yeah, like as as any like normal adult. Yeah, I got you. And then all the yeah. <laughs> I can see where this would go. <laughs> just being courteous here. Like, hey, come on. You can come fucking crash in the camper if you want to. Somebody's on the couch. Somebody's on the fold-down table. And somebody's on the bunk bed. If you want to crash in the bed with me, you're more than welcome to. He's like, all right, that's fine. I'll take you up on that offer. I don't want to freeze my balls off tonight. So we go and get in the camper, and I walk in, and somebody, it might have even been me, I don't know, because when we first got there, like I said, it was cold. So set the camper up, and it was 30 degrees in the camper, so I just turned it on. Didn't pay attention to the thermostat. So I don't know if somebody else changed the thermostat or not, but it, I walked in that camper and instantly started sweating. So I turned the thermostat way down. We get in the bed. He's on his side. I'm on my side. Wake up the next morning, and I don't know where this whole cuddling thing come from because it never happened. But everybody likes to make jokes about it like it did. Wake up the next morning to Bart walking in the camper. Hey, breakfast is ready. What are y'all doing? <laughs> what are you talking about? So Brad's, Brad's facing me, and I'm facing him, and there's like eight inches of space in between us. <laughs> Cuddling in, the, in today's time. Oh, fuck. Hey, man. So, it's okay. Every, We're not judging. <laughs> ever since then, we like to make a gay joke about it. <laughs> on trouble uh, think that me and Brad are gay together. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 2022. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm here for it if he is. 
I can I can see exactly how that would go though. Like you're trying to be a nice guy and be like, dude, it's fucking cold out here. Like hop on in, you're it's all good. And all your buddies like, oh, now you're inviting him to bed. Oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> I can see exactly how that would fucking happen. Yep, and that's exactly how it did happen. And I I'm just one of them. I'm like, I know they're giving me a hard time and giving Brad a hard time. So me and Brad just go along with it just to make make it even worse than it already is oh yeah <laughs> it is hilarious watching it get worse also oh, can you explain gets, the so, shania twain thing uh i mean i'm a big shania twain fan oh yeah grew, you grew hey, up in ain't that. nothing wrong with that you like a woman <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s and you didn't have a poster of Shania Twain on your bedroom wall, we're like, were you really were you really growing up in that time? I mean, come on. I mean, I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. No, so technically, not we're not considered 90s babies. According to the older 90s babies, us 90, you know, 95 and ups are not considered 90s babies. Wait, so okay. there's people... Where is everybody born at? Like 97. 97. 96. Well, hell, we're all right there together. I'm 96 too. Okay. All right. So, okay. So you consider yourself a 90s baby? Because most like if you, if you talk to somebody who's born in like 1990, they're like, you're not a 90s baby. You were, you were still on your mama's teeth by the time that I was watching fucking Cartoon Network. And it gets, it gets heated because yeah. they're really passionate about their, 90s cartoons that we didn't get to watch so yeah what are you talking about i watched all those 90s cartoons oh see you know i didn't have cable when i was that young so i didn't get to watch cartoons okay i'm sorry uh, <laughs> my, my dad controlled the remote so if you weren't watching andy griffith you weren't watching anything <laughs> i feel that so, but yeah that's how it kind of all started and then uh the, the shania twain thing that uh we me had a lot to drink that day and I love me some Shania Twain. And Shania Twain come on and the next thing I know we're both singing it and for some reason I pulled the phone out and started videoing it. And then whenever I got home, I airdropped Jonathan all of the all the stuff I had on my phone and somehow or another accidentally sent him that video. <laughs> It and, sounds uh, like you secretly wanted it posted. No, definitely not. <laughs> it definitely does. It you definitely you recorded it and you sent it to him. Like, there was a video that got sent the other day in the, our group message on Snapchat that Jonathan sent. And it was a video that I took. And I was like, how did you get that? He's like, you airdropped it to me. I was like, how? Like, how did? No, there's no way. He's like, no, you definitely airdropped it to me. That was not meant for for the public. <laughs> <laughs> this is meant for people I trust, and you're not one. Of the guys. <laughs> After I'm the Shania incident, there's no more trust. <laughs> yeah, but is he really a good friend if there isn't a little mistrust going on? I mean, you got a pretty solid point there. <laughs> That's funny. Y'all are something else. I can't wait to wheel with you guys just for the stupid shit that appears to go on. Well, it's only stupid when it's me, Brad, and Bart. Casey and Jonathan, they're lame. 
They do uh, have right. like an adult vibe to them. I went down to their shop and hung out with them for a bit. Really, really nice guys. Casey's very, fun. Very uh, almost adult. Still children. But yeah. almost adult. I mean Casey I mean hell, he's an old man. He's bumping forty. Yeah, um, but how many old men are bumping forty on forties with a six O left hand right hand drive Comanche? How about how about Todd that's bumping fifty with a buggy with a six O and forty threes and then a Jeep with a five three and forty threes and Listen, man, I don't know him, so I can't make comments about him. You'd love him. I don't know, man. I don't know anybody that does not like that man. Sounds he, good. He's definitely one of those, like, he will he will take anything that you could ever think about wanting, and he will just give it to you if you just ask him. He, he is the most kind of person out there. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, Casey and Jonathan, they're – they're, don't get me wrong, they're a good time. They really are. But they definitely don't get as rowdy as whenever the Three Stooges get together. <laughs> that sounds like Luke, Colin, and Curtis. Like, yeah, we all we all have our good times, but like when those three idiots get together, it's, You're it's a You're forgetting the fourth amigo there. <laughs> just quietly appears in the corner. I was just going to see where that went. Well, I was, well Graham still has the like his brain between his ears when he gets together with you, idiot. You no, don't pull the autism out of Curtis and Luke like nobody else, you know? See, that's how it Jonathan and then Jonathan and Casey with me, Brad, and Bart. It just they they've got a little bit of brain left in their head, and then me, Brad, and Bart are over there. Me, Brad, and Bart are over there just belligerent, drunk, just wah ba 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 on the limiter, and they're like, Here's "Don't the have problem. To I don't need to be belligerently drunk. I don't even need to be drunk to hit that point." That okay. is true. Sorry, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> Yeah, but that I is really quiet, and I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. With us, with uh, the NEA, not like we have learned to party without the party, and it, it's created a really nice dynamic, I'd say. And that's why I get nervous when we start drinking, is because it's like, oh god, here we go. I seen the sober. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. Like. <laughs> See, I don't even know how we, because it's always a. Uh, our wheeling is always a hangover and you're, you're either hungover or dead tired there. And, and those are the conditions that we're having fun in. Ours yeah. are, <laughs> it's almost Our, like borderline insanity is, is uh, where we're at. Yeah. Ours are, you ain't wrong. Ours are hungover, dead tired and drunk all at the same time. Yeah. God, that's a nasty mix. I can feel last night's fucking burritos coming up just talking about it. Because I mean, <laughs> the very first night I met Brad, me and Brad, uh, we went out and Jonathan come out with us and we run into just a random group. We were at Choco and uh, Jonathan and them, they started going back. And Brad, because he didn't know anybody, he was going to start going back with them. And he's seen I was staying out. He's like, you staying out? I was like, yeah. He's like, you know your way around this place? I was like, yeah. He's like, bet, I'm fucking staying out here with you and drinking beer. <laughs> hey, 
That's, That's the awesome. weird part for me is we showed up at Harlan and we're like watching side by side dudes just loading twelve packs, twenty four packs in coolers and going out on the mountain and we're like, what the fuck's going on here? Okay, this place is a fucking party. I mean, that's how I do. But we, uh, we ended up like, like I said, it was the very first night I ever met Brad. We watched the sun come up that morning. Oh God! We pulled the camp, and the sun is coming up, and me and Brad are just belligerent drunk. Oh, Go to God. bed. Got Jonathan and Casey who like to get up at the ass crack of dawn, and they're like. Hey, breakfast is ready. Get your asses up. Like, motherfucker, <laughs> you stayed up till 6 o'clock this morning. Leave us alone. <laughs> it's over 8.30 in the morning. So, so we're is there, up. like, any parks with time limits on them? Do what? That's my favorite Southern saying. I never heard that before I moved down here, and now all I hear is do what? Um, are there any parks that have like a time limit? Like you got to be back to camp by one in the morning. Uh, AOP, but nobody follows it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at midnight at AOP, but I have come rolling into camp at five o'clock in the morning at AOP every, just about every time I go up there. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Uh, I'm not even going to bother showing up early. I'm going to show up for the night ride just to traumatize my girlfriend. The night rides are when it gets fun. We were my at uh, Harlan, and we got to see the full extent of that in the South. It was superb. <laughs> and see, I, it, is, you know, we'll we'll be doing good just drinking beer casually all day. And then it seems like whenever whenever the sun starts going down, when the liquor starts coming out, that's when it just goes south really fast. <laughs> Jars of moonshine, big old bottles of tippy cow. The tippy cow is what normally gets us. What is tippy cow? Uh, you're in Tennessee, so you can buy it. Um, it is a orange. Well, they got different flavors, but the one we always get is an orange cream rum. Oh, 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 now That's we're talking about language. Good. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had, like as a kid, the orange cream push pops? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, take one of those, melt it down into like a milk. Uh, like it's like the thickness of milk. and like then a, add, Like a conquito, but like orange cream? It's, well, what are those, uh, what are those coffee liquor drinks a called? Kahlua. Yeah, a Kahlua. It's like the same... Thickness is that. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, but it's cream rum. Oh, it's so like a rum chata, but uh, never mind. I'm just gonna keep throwing out things, and you're just gonna be like, no Kahlua. So we're we're gonna end that there. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just think of it like a milk that tastes like orange cream, but it oh. has a alcohol spice to it. Oh, I'm in. I'm signing me up for three of those fuckers. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> end up making we me put 35 splines in because I'm going to end up going out one fucking night, getting pissed, clutch dumping it, and launching a 30 spline unit bearing clean out of the fucking Jeep. That's well, that doesn't even, you don't even need to be drunk to do that. I know. <laughs> it's just going to happen faster now. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll put it this way. The, 
the name of my Jeep is Tippy Cow, if that tells you anything, because... <laughs> <laughs> is it Tippy Cow or Tippy Cow? Uh, Tippy Cow. Oh, God. <laughs> so, which is the name of the name of that drink. So the very first time I ever rolled the Jeep, it was back in March. We started the day with like two or three of those little airplane shooters of Tippy Cow. You can buy them in a fifth and you can buy them in airplane shooters. Oh, man, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shooters. Yeah, he's talking about nips, what we call I know, I know he's uh, talking about nippers. It just sounds <laughs> No, did you guys hear that Massachusetts is actually banning nips because people can't figure out how to throw them in the fucking trash? So what are because- nips? nips are airplane shooters. Okay. Yeah, we call them nips. Gotcha. All right. You can get them in nips down here. But, yeah, we, uh, we started the day off with a couple of those, and then it was like 2 o'clock that afternoon, me and a buddy of mine named Dylan, he's, he had a little Toyota on tons of LS and – 43s and oh yeah just a little rig no big deal yeah i mean that's (laughs) that's little around here man we ain't no uh new england folk down here new england folk (laughs) i will say that they like their um portal buggies and cool shit like that see he just called us yankees without calling us yankees but no one else realized it oh i I just (laughs) ignored it we totally missed it at least, at least one person picked up on it. Yeah, he's calling us out. Well, guess what? We won, so fuck you. <laughs> the South will rise again. <laughs> that might just be the fucking name of this episode. I don't think we can, but we can talk about it. I don't know. <laughs> just to piss off the algorithm, God. God. <laughs> that one. The oh, other shit. name that I was toying with is we finished the trash trail. The trash trail? That's not a bad one. one. <laughs> Except for, it's... what is it? Uh, Bart? Bart. We got yeah, Brad. Brad. I guess we'd have to get Bart. Okay, so we'll get Bart and then we can use that name. But I mean, technically, like, I mean, they haven't put it there to where it's like an official, but you still got... John Moore and Eddie and uh, Todd. Oh, no, too much now. No, we don't like Todd. Can't be having that. Oh, <laughs> well, I have no idea who Todd is. Who are you talking about, Todd? That was earlier. Todd's yeah. the one with the buggy, the blue buggy. I just, yeah, I was just kidding. I just don't know him personally. I was just joking. <laughs> I just, <laughs> everybody hates Curtis, though, right? Yeah, yes. everyone hates Curtis. Yes. Nicest guy in the world, but everybody hates him, yes. Because he doesn't fucking wheel, and he's like... <laughs> Ah, I'm going to be a fucking Minnesotan <laughs> up here in Michigan. That's all I'm going to fucking do is bitch about not fucking wheeling. Sorry, couldn't help myself. Why'd you, why'd you give him a Canadian accent there? Uh, I'm close insane. enough to Canada. <laughs> he could is spit he... and hit Canada. He's on the other side of the lake. Oh, yeah, it's a big old lake, eh? Large pond, okay? It's not a big yeah, so, Some would even say it's a pretty great lake. We're kicking this guy out. That's bad. <laughs> we're fucking terrible to that poor dude. Thankfully, uh, I'm allowed listen. to make a dad joke, okay? <laughs> you are Wait. allowed to make dad jokes because you are a dad. Yeah, it's it's the whole reason why I became a father was to make dad jokes. Jeez, that's horrible. Do you have any cool raccoon facts? 
Free what? labor, too. No, I'm still here. You got any cool raccoon facts that you can fill us in with? Raccoon fact. Or some animal fact that you don't think we would know. Because, like, our listeners haven't gotten any in a long time, and I feel like they need some. Um, okay. So I learned this last one. Um, so a saying, it might be a saying, just a saying I've always a whole life, quicker than Alf did. Wait, it, it's it's what? Sorry, I can't. It came through weird for me. Slicker than owl shit. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard that term before. Okay, well that's a term I've grown up on. I've always heard it. You know, it's not like I've just heard it from my parents. It's kind of one of those. It's I guess it might just be a South thing. I don't know. But apparently, owl shit is not slick at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Like a, it's like really greedy and kind of I don't know how to explain it Daddy? but apparently it's not slicky it's not <laughs> slick whatsoever so, so is that is that, your fun little that, act, which I didn't know until like last night y'all are something else I give up <laughs> I'm going if I were to say I'm going home these assholes would try and make me go back to Connecticut motherfucker will you know, we, we know, honestly, think about it, though. We would take you back, arms open, okay? We, we we say that you are better down there, but we'd let you come back. Don't worry. Hey, man. Y'all, come down here. I told them what it would take to get me back to my old job, and I keep getting phone calls from them, but I doubt I'm going back. We can't wow. move in the middle. So... Wait, your your old place? Yeah. Keeps calling you back? No shit. Yeah, they um they offered to fly me out to El Paso in March. So I might be going to Texas for a weekend. And while I'm out there, I was thinking I might go visit uh Tyler. I don't do I know Tyler? Uh, Tyler Hurlock. Hurlock. I think you missed that oh, one. Oh, yeah, sadly I did miss that one. Was that when you had the Rona? Yeah. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of the devil, yeah, I did have the Rona then, yes. The Corolla? Uh, the, yep. Yes. <laughs> I think I just got over it. I didn't bother to get tested, but I felt like shit for a whole week. I don't know if it came through in last week's episode. What a shitty American you are, didn't get tested. Yeah, could have been a statistic, Luke. You could have been a statistic. I kept Jeez. going to work too. That's fucked. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna bring it up, but that's fucked. <laughs> Spreading it around. We uh, Luke. We were at New Year's at AOP year before left, and uh, there's a guy that always comes up there, and he has a fuck on that he sells. Uh huh. And We'd bought several jars of it. So that whole weekend, I passed around a jar of moonshine that I was taking sips out of, passing it to the next person. And then it was getting passed around a group of eight to ten people at a time. And uh, come home on Sunday and ended up coming down with corona. I thought it was a shitty hangover. And then I got up on Monday to go to work. And my girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, I can't taste or smell anything. And I was like, shit. Okay, I guess I got it. So, told everybody that drank after me out of that jar of moonshine. I'm like, hey, uh, 
you know, definitely think I'm coming down with Corona. I'm going to go get tested today. Nobody else come down with it. So. Ah, uh, then somebody works. I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the weirdest See, I, thing. I had a similar situation last year for New Year's, too, because of my boss. He called me up when I was at a fucking New Year's uh, birthday party. Are you Canadian? Huh? No, he's just been drinking, and whenever he starts drinking, the main accent comes out, or he got <laughs> kicked. <laughs> like, that definitely sounded like some Canadian out there. <laughs> it's Bangoa, Maine. Bangoa. <laughs> Fuck off, Luke. <laughs> you know... You might tell me to fuck off, but you've got the profile picture holding the Jack Daniels, so it's either Bango or Maine, or you fucked. <laughs> uh, okay. Where was that going? Richie, you were talking about New Year's. Oh, um, my boss called me last New Year's uh, while I was at this birthday party saying that uh, he had the Rona Right after I just did a round of shots out of my fucking uh, whiskey bottle with a <laughs> bunch of people. I'm like, what the fuck? That's fucking amazing. And uh, that's how it gets spread around. So the Maybe weirdest not. part for me was after I got over the stomach bug or whatever the fuck I had, possibly Rona, beer has a butter aftertaste. I can't explain it, but it's fucking weird. See, everything, yeah, that's I mean, odd. you can't say Rona or COVID too much before we get flagged, then there'll be, like, a weird warning on our episode, but... Um, I mean, we made it to an hour and 20 before we started talking about it. But, uh, I have this weird thing that if I taste anything acidic-y, it tastes like rotten milk and smells like rotten milk. It's fucked. I don't know why it happened, but it is a weird fucking thing that occurred after this. I, I I have no weird after effects. I so, didn't have, but in general, according to uh, whatever everybody just saying that is that I had the, one of the new variants. That is maybe the new variant. You had the new so the new Rona. On the note of new variant, I did finally order the parts for my shitbox, so I'll have a distributor, cam sensor, plugs and wires in like a week, because I ordered them from Rock Auto. On the note of that, I need to uh, pull a transmission out so I can have mine fixed. Oh, oh so, I so it didn't like the neutral drops. Back in. What failed from the neutral drops? Uh, honestly, I don't think... I, don't, I really don't know if it was the neutral drops, man. I really don't. Yeah, no, definitely couldn't be that. <laughs> no, I, I've seen what happened. I'm not even shitting you. I don't. I really don't know. So um, we went to RBD for Thanksgiving, and if you've never been to Hawk Pride Thanksgiving weekend, you're missing out on the party of a lifetime. So where is RBD? Um... Tuscumbia, Alabama. It's North okay. Alabama, around Muscle Shoals. Okay. It's uh, it's Northwest Alabama. It's about four, four and a half hours for me. So for you, it's probably about three. Yep. Are you down by John and Casey? Yeah, you drove 
right by my house going to their shop. Okay. So, uh, anyways, RBD is it's Ricky Berry's day. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Ricky Berry. He's like he works for RCV, I think. And uh, it's his birthday weekend, right around Thanksgiving every year. So it started a long time ago, probably I'd say ten to fifteen years ago, I guess, at Morris Mountain, and then it outgrew the park, so they moved it to Hawk Pride. And uh, anyways. It's the biggest willing party of the year, as they say. And uh, we go out there and start the day off good. And uh, as the day went on, Moonshine got a hold of everybody. And <laughs> we done a good neutral drop that night. Like I rolled my shit on literally nothing, but I rolled it, flipped it back over. Lot? No, no, it wasn't in the parking lot this time. God damn it. This time. So, so, do we have that in common? Have we both rolled in the parking lot? I've rolled in the parking lot more than I have in the woods. Oh my god. I, I owe you a beer. Fuck. Yeah. That's actually yeah. part of how I met Cody and uh, Marvell and all of them. I rolled my shit in the parking lot, and Cody's girlfriend got a video of it. Yep. That's... Every time I rolled mine in the parking lot is because we were crawling on top of each other. <laughs> I had I had an opportunity when I when I flexed up on Graham back in 2019, I'd say Badlands. Uh, my Jeep was like on the cusp that if I walked over and just lifted a little bit, it would have fucking plopped right over. It was. Right on the edge. And but, I, I'm pretty sure we had to yell at Luke to not do it. Well, Caitlin was yelling at fuck. So probably, dude. Caitlin was the one yelling at me to uh, to not do it, which is stupid. But I wish I did it. It would have just helped your Jeep's character. Exactly. It's Don't actually worry. a lot. We can uh, recreate those incidents at Roush. Yes, I'm in. Let's do it. How about this? We create them an AOP for the meet and beat. Uh, there's the a good name. chance mine will not be there. I may be there, but I don't believe my rig will be there. You may be there? Yeah. I gotta make sure I can take the time off. I'm still new at my work, and I have to wait like four months to get my vacation time that I'm owed. So it's well, one of those things. We'll start, start asking now, then. Yeah, I mean, it's five months away, so... No, 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 no. Like I, like I can go, but I need to get paid during that week, so or like weekend or whatever. Yeah, if you want, though, that's what PTO is. Either I don't get PTO. It's a four month of working year. Well, hear me <laughs> out on this. You might be able to miss like in total two days by just flying into chat, and um, I'll pick you up from there, and then you ride up in my truck to AOP. And then you could either ride with Graham if Morgan's going, or ride with me if she's not. Yeah, will, yeah. if you want to ride. Yeah, the, so pretty much what it would be is the girlfriend would get like the local friend seat. That like the girlfriend would get, she'll, so she'll feel comfortable. I'll ride with whoever. I don't give a fuck. Put a camera in my hands, and I'll be a, I'll be a <laughs> photographer for trail trash for the day. I don't care. I'm in. All right, we'll start taking that. And uh, see you down there. 
Yep, just go ahead. Pop. We need so to it. JB and Miguel to go. I was talking to JB today. He brought a carrier down. Uh, he's got a. He wants to do a run on the JK. Just make sure things are good before then. I'm but gonna I think come he, down. I don't think that's a, no. He needs way more obstacles than your house to really test into in that thing. Like your property's awesome, but you don't. Well, have no, he. I mean, variety. We know it, He knows it can do field and forest all day. It's yeah, it's just a matter of fixing the little things. Like he's working on brake lines and electrical shit. It's not like he's doing major suspension work. It doesn't need it. It just needs the little little bullshit sorted out. So, I like the JK. I just wanted to see it again. Oh, I know, but. It's one of those things that I don't think. I mean, again, then again, like I'm not JB. He might think your property's perfect, but I don't personally. I wouldn't test and tune at your house for a new rig, just because I don't think there's enough uh, variety. You know, it's but, kind of a shame that they closed down. Um, what Harris? Harris would be real good for that. It, it would be perfect. I I think actually Harris would be the perfect um, place. But I miss that spot a lot from New England Wheeling because there's so much there. You know, yeah, you it had a little casual, bit of everything. You could have a casual day there, or you could be an idiot. I'm hoping AOP becomes yeah. that, and I'm not worried about AOP getting shut down. No, AOP ain't gonna get shut down. No time soon, at least. Yeah, man, we're in the South, so they don't do that. <laughs> Just give it a rebel yell and send it. <laughs> I don't know. What, what is that other spot that they, they keep talking about that was good? Do I even mention it this time? Edna. The one that got shut down? Edna. Yeah. Yeah, it got shut down because they're going to develop it. Oh, so different reasons. Not because it's frowned upon, just because they're making more money. Pretty yeah, much. That's going to be a problem, though. It kind of started as an insurance problem, and okay. uh, yeah, it's, it's been kind of in the process of being shut down for a couple years, and which I'm not really a local up there, so everything I hear was kind of a rumor. But I know whenever we went up there about a year ago, there was talk about it being shut down because the price of the insurance. And uh, it just wasn't bringing in enough money, this I, and that, blah blah blah. The insurance for the year was like sixty grand or something. Mm. I heard something about that. Um, oh, what the fuck was it? I forget which park, but I got told that they. Or I'm sorry. Wow, my brain just reconnected. That's part of why Roush <laughs> is so expensive. Uh, yeah, it's all the everyone stuff. that knows about Roush knows that you're paying sixty dollars a day to wheel there, but they're paying a hundred and fifty grand a year or more in insurance just to keep that place open. Sixty dollars so, a day. Yeah. yeah. And you have to pay it every day too. You can't just pay for the weekend, which or kind you of can buy a pass. How much is a pass? 250 but that gets you six trips it's not worth it if you're not local or you don't go there often um it's worth it if you want to go more than four days yeah so. 
We'll put uh, all it means is you get your money's worth out of the wheeling. You beat yeah. the sh shit out of it those days because they're so expensive. So why not make them more expensive? Now, by Southern standards, it's not a big park, but by New England standards, it's fucking massive. It's 5,000 acres. Yeah, so. which... I mean, compared to, like, I don't know. How big is Harlan? Uh, Harlan is 60,000. But... I don't know how big it is. It's a decent size. It's bigger than AOP. Harlan is yeah. 60,000, but what is actually wheelable out of it's probably exactly. closer to 10. 10,000. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even that. I mean, there's a, the, Harlan is just so spread out across everything. So that was... I mean, you can throw a big number out there, but it's all about the density. So, and Wind I Rock. personally, oh sorry, Wind yeah, no, go go where you were going with Windrock. Windrock is also, from what I've heard, really spread out. Like you can yeah. be gone all day and never see the campground. Fuck Windrock. Oh, we'll put it that way. Windrock. Windrock. Okay, so to us northern guys, that comes to a, uh, comes to us as a shock. Would you like to kind of feel, oh, so no, no, why no. feel that way? I mean, we heard uh, from Chris last week uh, the whole AAOA, um, AOAA, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's it, a, it's a lot of. A. Um, you know, we've heard a lot of good things about AOAA, and you know, Chris came with a totally different opinion that it really wasn't that great so it's always you know it's kind of interesting to just you know i'm more curious when people don't like a property because it's that's always telling right everybody can say oh yeah all these properties are great but when somebody actually says eh, no i didn't like that one that much it's i like hearing those it's almost the negatives are almost more interesting than the hearing the positives because well, every park can't be good the the biggest thing is one the way you like to wheel two how you like to wheel as in like, do you like to go out there and smoke a joint or drink a 18-pack of beer? Or do you like to be one of those that just goes out there and hangs out and has a good time? So, I mean, that's got a lot to do with it. Every, I mean, everybody's got their own style of wheeling in general. But, so, like, Winrock for number one, everything is so spread out. Like, unless you're in a razor, it kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. But you can't cover a lot of ground. Like, we went and done uh, Walden's Ridge back in October. And Walden's Ridge is a trail that's, I would say, no more than a quarter to half a mile long. But that's, it takes forever to get there. So, right. well, in gen well, to start with, you go out a gravel road by the campground, and then you hit pavement, and you go 15 minutes down the road on pavement. And then you hit another gravel road, and you go up that gravel road for five minutes, and then you're finally at the trailhead. And then the trail, yeah. or then, like I said, it's at most a half a mile. Just to start. Yeah, and just start to finish, it's half a mile long. And then you have to go back and hit the pavement again and go all the way back to where you started from at the campground. Oh, mm -hmm. it's pavement. It's not even like a dirt or gravel road. So you actually have to run. So like guys on stickies have to run their rigs on. Yes. Pavement. 
It is a two-lane highway that the speed limit is 55 mile an hour. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you've got a massive property, but I agree with you. It's not, I mean, coming from New England where all the properties are tiny, so it's, you know, you're, you literally unload from the trailer and, you know, welcome to the beating ground. This is, you know, the two acres you're going to destroy everything on in the first five minutes. Like, I, I, I yeah, don't like having the, to scale mountains to get to the cool stuff. Some of the properties that we wheel, for example, like a big property compared in New England's a hundred acres, and if you've got a hundred acres, you're like at a fucking abusement park. That fucking parking lot better be dead square in the middle of it, otherwise you're dragging <laughs> shit back. Um. Yep. And <laughs> like, I like that analogy actually. Uh, the southern cliffs that are here are fucking sketchy but in new england we have the same like you know how you'll get that vertical fucking drop on the side of the trail um you get that but that's what you're actually wheeling on because it only goes up like 50 feet or so so you get one really really fucking hard obstacle on this particular area and then the trail snakes back down and then back up to the next hard obstacle okay yeah i guess dwight that does make sense right it, it, i i i'm with you in that camp of i like things being sort of more condensed than having to drive on the highway to get to the trail uh yeah and that's how pretty much all windrock is there is so much a windrock i guarantee you if i could if like if i actually knew the percentage of windrock that i've actually rode I guarantee you it's probably less than 5%. Yeah, well, isn't it like a 60,000-acre park? It's 70, 72, 76, something like that. Fuck, that's massive. Yes. Yep. But it's just... And, like, the main road, like, if you go through, like, where the main parking is and, uh, like, the main check-in where they check your passes check your coolers, go through your glove boxes, shit like that. If you Once you go through it, it's all pavement. And it's pavement for a couple so, miles. Like, up. they go through your rig like that? Yes. Depending on, like, you know, how serious they decide they want to be that day, they definitely will open your cooler and at least look in it. And then I've had them before say, hey, let me, let me look in your glove box there. Hey, open up that center console. Or they'll open up your cooler and they'll take one hand and shove it to the bottom and pull whatever's on the bottom to the top. Huh. They're they're very serious about it, about trying mm -hmm. alcohol of any sort. I mean, for us northern guys, like that's really not that big of a surprise. I mean, the well, the fact that they go through your stuff is a surprise, but like the fact that they're so crazy about it because there's there's some properties here that like if they even suspect you're drinking you're you're done like get the fuck out you're not in the nea anymore like you're blacklisted get fucked like it's pretty aggressive yeah winrock you got you get two strikes and you're out so the first strike they uh take your name and they put it on this list and uh so bart was already on it and uh whenever we was up there back in october him and brad uh brad was riding with him 
can't remember why. I think Brad's shit quit running or something. I can't remember. So Brad jumped in with Bart and they went up the mountain. They went and done a night ride and me and Jonathan and Casey were trying to fix something. So we just told them to go on. Well, they got caught. Uh, a park ranger stopped them and was like, hey, what you got in that cooler? Of course, he checks it because they'll check you on the trails. Mm-hmm. And uh, they stopped them in the middle of a trail. And was like, hey, what you got in that cooler? And Brad, Bart's like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing. A couple sodas, waters, Gatorade, shit like that. And he's like, we care if I check it? And he said, like, no, go ahead. Shit, here we go. Mm-hmm. And it takes, it takes both of their passes. And uh, so for Brock, for Bart, you know, that's him getting thrown out. He's he's banned for life. And yep. for Brad, that's his first strike. So it's just kind of one of them. It, it sucks, but it's what it is. Mm. Morning and Bart just went up there to the uh, the general store and walked in there. Because they don't, if you go to the, the general store at the campground, they normally don't check like your license and stuff. So you can walk in there and put some kind of phony shit and, you know, get a pass and walk out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you go to the general store, like at the main entrance, they check your license and stuff normally. So Bart got up the next morning, rode up there to the campground one. And, uh, I kept calling him Bert. That was the first weekend I met him. And I kept calling him Bert <laughs> instead huh. of Bart. Yeah, I kept Bert Gummer out of the movie Trent. And uh, so he went up there the next morning because he knew that he was banned and he couldn't get back in the park. And uh, he goes up there and gets him a pass called uh, and put his name on there, Bert Gilly. I don't know where he <laughs> Gilly part, but he got his name, Bert Gilly, put a phony address, phony phone number, got it, paid for a little day pass, hopped in his Jeep, up the mountain we went. Jesus. <laughs> you know, it sounds to me like I'm going to have more fun at AOP anyway, just because of, like, the property and stuff. But I'm not... I don't like drinking and wheeling, but I also don't like people going through my shit to go wheeling. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like I said, everybody's got their own style of wheeling. Everybody has different views on it. Like, I know several people that you know, they'll they're they they are completely against any kind of alcohol while you're wheeling or any against any kind of marijuana or whatever, any kind of drug whatsoever while you're wheeling. Well I'm fine with it until you just once you be start becoming a danger to yourself or anybody else, that's that's the only time when I start drawing a line, regardless if you're sober or not. Like I'm that's when I start that's when I start getting pissed off. If you can go out and drink and have a good time, I couldn't fucking care less if you're hopped up on fucking pills. It don't matter. If you're there having a good time and you're safe, I don't give a fuck. I'm the same way. As long as you're not being stupid about it and you're wearing your belts, that's one of our biggest things. Oh, yeah. Like, if yep. I walk somebody and they're, and they're not even wearing a lap belt, I'm going to say something to them. And then if they get on something where they need to have shoulder belts on, I'm going to say something to them. And that's just about anybody that we ride with. And don't get me wrong. I have been, I've been guilty of it. You know, I wear my lap belt everywhere, but I have been guilty of being in spots where I should have had shoulder harnesses on and I didn't have them on. And somebody called me out about it and throw them on real quick. You know, I 
totally fucking get that. Because when I rolled my shit, I had shitty harnesses and stock seats in it. And I fucked myself up real good when I did that. So after that, it's like, it fucking takes an extra 15 seconds for me to put my fucking full belts with the sub strap in. I mean, I don't wear full belts all the time. I'm I'm definitely a lap belt anywhere I go. Uh, you know, even if I'm just moving it across the parking lot, like if we're going from one of the parking lot to the other, I normally, it's just out of habit. I get in there and I put a lap belt on. And I, you know, with me, they put a lap belt on. I will not move my Jeep until whoever's in there with me has a lap belt on. I mean, Cody can attest to this. I put on my fucking full you know, everything, and then, for me, it makes everything, like, seem real, like, with what I'm doing, and then I'll go do something really, really stupid. Right. So, it just, like, I don't know, I feel a lot better when I have them on, and... I do. It's not worth having a fucked up back, or whatever, from being an idiot or falling out of the vehicle and it's fucking cutting you in half. Yeah. And I'm all set. Fuck that. My biggest thing. Yeah. If you're going to wheel, at least wear a lap belt. It'll at least like, you might still end up getting fucked up if you're shit, but you're not going to get thrown out of it and get landed on. Put a lap Mm -hmm. will at least keep your ass in that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, spend the extra money to get the nice seats. Yeah, I mean, good seats, good harnesses. Even if you're wearing, you know, a good set of harnesses and stock seats still, though. I mean, as long as you're in there tight. But the biggest thing is just always wear your lap belt. That's what everybody we ride with, that's kind of one of our things. You wear harnesses around us or you will get called out about it and... Sometimes it can turn into a big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, real quick, because I know we're kind of starting to get up near our um, two and a half hour cap. We're at like an hour and 50 or so. Um, I know you said you did a four link, Dwight, up front. Yep. No track bar. It's a double triangulated four link or a single triangulated four link it's a double front and single rear any reason you didn't go with the double in the rear uh the guy that built it i just said it's however you want to build it it's your up to you okay so that would be more of sorry i was just curious because like i Uh, did the double in the rear and it was uh, easier I just told him, I was like, you know, you, you have more experience in this than I do. So, um, you know, build it how you would build yours. You know, I just, all I care is whenever I get it back, it works and it works well. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Um, you got any questions for us? Um, Sorry to put you on the spot. I, I should have done some for this. So, Graham is the one that's building yours, right? Graham finished mine. I built the majority of it. 
he did the tube work and the sheet metal work to finish it off. And Graham's the one in the top left here, right? Yeah, he's yes. the one with the video on. Okay. That that's my biggest thing is like I don't know who everybody is in here. Like I know <laughs> that's my thing. I've listened to so many podcasts, I know the voices, but I have not a clue who, who <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah, you got it's... the big blue rig. Graham's got the silver ape, and then Coast's the got the black ape. rig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a gorilla. It just shows up and fucks shit up and then throws stuff like ring and pinions out the front diff. Yeah. You know, it's funny yeah, it because Graham is small, which is totally unlike a gorilla. <laughs> I, I, I'm i a little thrown off about the nickname. I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> hey, man, it, I just came up with it on the fucking spot. Shoot me if well, you want. It, <laughs> hey, uh, at least it's not getting pegged. So, so this year, uh, obviously, you know, it's the beginning of the year, so we can ask questions like this, and it doesn't sound weird. Uh, got any plans coming up that you think are going to be pretty exciting, or any places that you want to uh, go see, or anything like that? For obviously, for wheeling sake, I'm not. I don't give a fuck if you're going to Cancun. You know, I'm thinking like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you cared about me. <laughs> That was actually going to be my next question was, you know, who all had plans for, you know, any kind of upgrades or anything for this year? Wait, wait, did I just steamroll your first question? I'm so sorry. You did. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, we can go back to that. My bad. I completely <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Cody, well, how about you start since uh, you just steamrolled or tried to steamroll his question and he just threw it right back in your face. So what are your what are you doing for the new year? All right, all right. Well, first, I'm the one. I'm the one that they say gets pegged all the time, and I have a black shit box, 35s, whatever. That's that's me. Just to put, give you a face to the uh, to the voice. Um, but this year, honestly, I just want to get I want to get the shit box a little bit more reliable and more fun. Like that's the biggest thing is just safety, fun, and get out more. Last year was a really tough year for me, um, especially with being at whole unemployed shit and with unreliability with the rig. And I just, I really want to get my shitbox down to Roush or somewhere down south even further. Um, I would, and I would definitely, would definitely, definitely, definitely love to make it down south, whether it be with the rig or uh, by like just me and the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah even I, just hearing oh, experience. No, if you fine. guys want to fly into Chattanooga, it's literally a 30 minute trip for me to go and get you. So it makes it a lot easier to wheel the south. And we were looking at flights. It's like 300 bucks a person. Shit, that ain't bad. Nah, it's pretty doable. See, that's what I weekend. plan on doing. How about this? Look into some flights going into Atlanta because I'm about an hour and 15 from Atlanta. And I'm sure they're probably cheaper going into Atlanta. Shit. And I, my uncle flies for uh, Delta, so I can see if I can get some cheap tickets through him or something and get literally fly right into Atlanta. Another Please. place that would be good to fly Dwight is here. way cooler than Luke. He is. Um, um, I don't know. I, just, I got family in Atlanta, too. So it kind of, in my head, that's what I was thinking more. But my dumb brain was like, cheaper ticket, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what you want to do. If you want to come down just for like a wheeling trip, Chattanooga or Knoxville. If you want to come down and make a week out of it, Atlanta. 
Okay. All right. I mean, Jonathan works in Alpharetta. He's probably 30 minutes from the airport whenever he's at work, so. Shit, you'll get the full tra ah, trash VIP experience. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I mean, talk. we could probably, well, I could probably talk to one of them. One of our sorry asses could probably house you for the week if you needed to. Well, so quick question for AOP or for where's the the bash? The bash is at AO, AOP, AOP, right? AOP. Can, is there a place that I could rent side by sides local to that area? Mm. I mean, I know it's I'd be taking a fat risk because I'd be hanging out with the boys, rock crawling, and I'm the asshole with the twenty thousand dollar razor. Like, I feel like it's gonna end badly. Like, whatever my uh, security deposit is just gonna get yoinked away from me. So, <laughs> might not be the best option. I don't really know of a place. Okay, because I feel like that'd be that'd be at least a way that I can go out and run something. No, 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 you go. Who's the buddy with the uh, the two Toyotas? Maybe I'll just pay him a thousand bucks and take his shit, his other shit box. Oh no, he he done sold that other one. God dang it! Well, let's figure it out. Hmm. You just go a cheap rig when you're down there. You go a day early, you find something on sale, and then you beat it. Dude, now that's yeah. now that's some content for the Trail Trash Boys. I show up, take some video of picking me up from the... Oh, never mind. I got to shut up now because I'm giving away content. Fuck. Oh, we're going to get some content. Let's do it. I'm in. Go buy a shitbox to see how long it lasts. Oh, dude. I'm I'm, I'm down. Hey, we, we've been talking about that, uh, about us all going, like, make a budget of uh, whatever number, you know, $500, $1,000. It's kind of getting to the point now you really got to spend $1,000 to even buy something. Yeah. Yep. We've been talking about... Uh, you know, trying to do a ride or a video to where we all have like a, let's say a thousand dollar budget and we go get whatever we want to just pick whatever our budget's a thousand, go buy it and then take it to Choco or AOP or somewhere and just go wheel the hell out of it. Yeah. And see how long they last. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just see it. it actually makes So that would that would make definitely make some good content. And then what you're talking about, that would be fun too, especially for the meet and beat. Us pick you up at the airport and then go pick up another rig and then go haul it to AOP and see how long see how far it will follow everybody. Yeah. I I'm actually really down for this idea. I think we could make something happen. That sounds fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can figure out what you're gonna buy and uh, we can order a set of adapters for it. I'm sure somebody's got a set of Spare wheels and tires laying around, you know, like a set of forties, and we can put on stock axles and cut the fuck out of the thing. <laughs> wait, then we can we can pack the axles with grease oh, too, oh. and then we can do. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Are we yes. talking about getting a rental rig for Cody? Yes. It's not a rental. He's gonna own it. it My just coworker has an eighty-seven Cherokee parked in his yard. Yeah, but is it just a stock shit box? Because like it that's. Is. That would so be we're going to have to weld the diff. We're going to weld the rear diff. I'm going to have to bring a lunchbox with me. So I'm already spending, I don't know, now this is getting expensive. i got to find an already lifted, somewhat shitty shit Wait, box. Wait, why do you need a lunchbox? Because the, it's Just a Dana 30 and I want to be able I want to be able to turn a little bit, okay? Fuck you guys. Fuck yeah, you, I only weld half of it. Dude, it. What did your mama raise, a bitch or something? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So hey, look, turning radius is nothing down here. Look, you got reverse and you got drive. You got reverse and you got drive, and you got reverse again, and then you got drive again. And so, you got neutral. 
Yeah, I mean, we definitely got the neutrals. I can attest to that. Uh, that doesn't make you go backward or forward, though, Luke, so that's kind of irrelevant. No, but that it's one's... real good for helping you go forwards or backwards. It, uh, I, I don't think I would ever neutral drop into reverse. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with having the... It's not bad. <laughs> nope, with having a low pinion in the back, it would it would just shred. It would easily shred the gears. Because that's not what... Well, I'm low pinion in the front, so. Oh, yeah, I don't think that'd be good because I think isn't there low some pinion weird thing? in the front will be good to neutral drop in the reverse. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, that's on. Oh yeah, you're right because it would pull it together. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> nah, I'm all set. So <laughs> let's ask the other small boy what his plans are. Yeah. So uh, other small guy, what's your plans for the year? Richie, well, that's you. Richie. Richie, that's you, motherfucker. I don't know. Just you about it all. That's you. <laughs> just about it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just tons. Okay. Just tons. Just tons. What kind of tons are we talking? Uh, O five plus. Okay. Super duty. What about in the rear? Uh, ten five. Oh, you one of those guys. Yeah, I'm one of them guys. We're all I'm one of those guys. Definitely one of those guys that likes to go to one vehicle and just take everything. Yeah, I I'm the worst because I had the 14 bolt too. I <laughs> I had. I still both. got it if you want it. No, I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want that shit. I'm I'm happy with what I got. I got it. so. And then um, I I wanna I wanna try. My my goal is three at least three runs at my house this year. So, oh, so okay, so you're the one that's got the the park at his house. Yeah, yeah, it's his backyard is a park, essentially. Yeah, pretty we much. We literally call it the backyard for that reason. Fair enough. So just to factory suspension, nothing else. Nah, uh, I'm when I uh, do the ton swap. I'll go a long arm in the front. Make sure Cause... to do a traction bar when you do your tons. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. the traction yeah. bar will be going yeah. in at the same time. But axle wrap sucks. My plan is to try to keep my lift tight as close as possible to what it is now. Uh, yeah, you might have to go up a little bit or start cutting a shit ton, but eh, oh, I got a four I'm, inch. I managed. To no, make I don't. A four. I thought you, you had only got two inch or so, right? It's like two, two and a half, Luke. So oh, my only concern with you trying to do that is like you have a child, and if you ever want to have the child in that vehicle, like you have to make sure that there's no chance of exhaust fumes getting in, because you yeah. know, like brain damage at a young age is not cool. Um. Oh, trust me, he bounces his head all the time. He's yeah, fine. but like it was fine for us, but like you know, we try to make the generation after us better than us. So, if I would put a small, like a bigger lift into it, even if it's just some like added pucks or whatever, you know, like just some. Oh, yeah, no, like, I, I, I know I'm going to have to go up some, but I want to go up as little as possible. Mainly because I just want to go, haha, Luke, fuck you, I'm shorter. <laughs> i respect that though i do uh i don't think it's gonna work but i respect it hey um, man i it, made a three and a half inch me. lift on 40s work for a very long time 
it yes, irritates me how much I have to pull myself up to get into your so Jeep. So fucking awesome, Luke. Okay, come on. It was better three. than three. It's bullshit. You must tell your girlfriend you got a twelve-inch cock then, because boy, that was not three. Oh, it's three. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, oh, his, his, oh, never mind. Never mind. Forget. I'm getting aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> hey, calm down over there. Calm down. <laughs> I get off. Get up, right? Man. <laughs> oh, shit. But. Right, Graham, what I, about you, Graham? Well, I mean, as far as my Cherokee goes, I need to. Or I want to get out and. and just keep doing what I've been doing the past couple years with it. I mean, it's it was it, it's been a really reliable rig, and it's I've been really happy with it. And then end of twenty twenty one, or a little before the end, but I mean, I just nonstop issues with the uh, the front Dana fifty. So I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't realize it was going to just hit me all at once with just these massive breakages that you're going to just costing me a shitload and of money and time and other things. And, you know, Harlan was really the, you know, the last drop for that thing. Um, so I've got an 05 going in the front, um, doing the coilovers and I'm going to probably keep the, I'm keeping the full body, but I'm tubing the whole front end. So it'll have, uh, you know, the shock hoops, the whole deal, as far as, um, structure there, it needs it. Uh, the unibody's seen better days in the front section, uh, so, I mean, I really just want to get that done and I want to make the thing, you know, as reliable as I can get it for uh, the future. I don't, it's, it's hitting a point where I'm, other than a four link in the back, I'm, there's not much more I want to do to it. It's got, I've got, I'm looking at the forties right now. I've got for the thing, I'm probably going to keep it on forties. I want to keep it streetable as long as I can until it's just beat to shit. Um, so, I mean, as far as that, that's, that's what I want. I've got... A bunch of other projects going on too. I'd I'd like to be able to get the Cherokee in a spot where it, it it's just a fun thing. I can turnkey, bring it out and go. And I'd like to be able to work on some of my other stuff just to kind of you know expand away from the Cherokee platform a little bit. But we'll see how it goes. That's what I want to do this year. Fair enough. Luke, what about you? Um, I want to get my ship box reliable again because right now I'm having issues with the ignition. Uh, once that's taken care of, uh, rebuild the front steering and I want to put, um, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're like the bump stops that go on the shock body. I want to get those installed at some point in my rear coilovers just to help have a little added insurance because those. Oh, you don't like my bump stops that I made you? Nah, I'm not a huge fan. I would actually like to get rid of them at some point. Right now they work, but... I told you to get rid of them. Uh, um, yeah, that was always a plan. They shouldn't so, stay. They should leave. When I get a chance, I want to do that. Um, add a little bit more bracing to the rear four-link setup. And basically just wheel it. I want to get out fucking see choco see aop um whenever you say choco all i can think is chocoho i don't know why but (laughs) (laughs) Um, well we all know what you like cody hey light hair pulling and some choking ain't no problem to me sorry anyways go ahead um (laughs) 
eventually break my girlfriend of the traumatization Graham put on her from that one night ride at Harlan. And uh, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, bring her to AOP. I'll show her. Uh, it'll be way better that time. Next time, I'm sure. We can't possibly have that many failures at one time again. Oh, don't you fucking start. Oh, you just jinxed the shit out of it. You're bringing your laptop, right? So we can set you up where I'm recording now, and you'll be able to work from home while you're fixing your shit? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to depend. I mean, if, if JB can trailer me down, then I'm not going to drive it down because i don't have to if he if he has a spot a spot on this trailer that is uh if but he lets if you on the trailer up, <laughs> hmm? if he lets you on the trailer yeah well i mean if he doesn't either way i'm gonna get the thing so i can drive it down there it's been to north carolina it can go a couple more hours i know that it's just a matter of uh getting it back the return trip because yeah. i'm not i'm not pulling punches to do it so worst case it blows up and i fix it and drive it back or i have to do a couple plane rides back and forth to get it fixed i don't know i'd figure that out when the time came but all right. All right. Yeah. let me get straight so you're from what state again i'm from massachusetts and you're gonna drive that <laughs> <laughs> it has done the drive it has done a very similar drive to that one already basically in the in the same state it's going to be m minus a couple things you're going to drive it that far wheel it with the trail trash boys yeah and it, like i said i don't expect it to be able to drive back immediately but the plan is Hi, to fix it this I'm, is I'm an IT guy. Met? i i work from home wherever my laptop is is my office so i can just bring my shit down to luke's i can work from there over you know after hours i can go and work on the ship box and fix it up and get it driving and drive it back that's my plan all things I'll give if, it. if all my other plans fail as far as trailers go I, i'll give it to you you're a ballsy motherfucker oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't consider driving my shit to town <laughs> <laughs> you know I will say that's the other part of my goal. Like, not nearly as ballsy, but I do want to drive to AOP, wheel my shit, and drive it home. At least yeah, but you're only like two or three hours out. That's not bad. Yeah, he's. How far are you from Chattanooga? Like, which way are you from Chattanooga? I am closer to like Chatsworth, Georgia, than I am to Chattanooga. So where are you at? Cleveland. Oh, okay. So you're hour and a half at most from AOP. Yeah, about that. At absolute most hour and a half because I can be I can be at AOP in hour and 45. If I'm not hauling anything, if it's just me and my truck and I'm going up there just to hop in a passenger seat, I can be there in about an hour and a half. And I'm about 20 minutes from Chatsworth. Okay. And and south Are you of closer to the no south okay yeah i'm, I'm gonna say are you closer to the cleveland line or i'm south of chatsworth i'm probably to cleveland i'm probably an hour but to so, go to a cleveland is out of the way 
So, how hard would it be to twist your arm into getting you up to the sumac shooting range? Where is it at? Um, it's on the other side of Chatsworth. On 411. Yeah, I know 411 real well. Um, I mean, twist it. Okay. <laughs> nice. I can deal with that. Pew, 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 pew. I just, I just got a Glock 19 with a red dot on it like three weeks ago, so... Ah, perfect. I need to uh I need to get out and use it. Excellent. So uh in a week or two we should do that. I'm down. Give me a give me a couple weeks. Okay. I can I do got, that. I got some plans over the next couple weekends, so give me give me two, three weeks. We'll do it. I can work with that. And it gives me time to make sure it's open again. That's fine. What's crazy is I've actually never even been to a shooting range. Kind of jealous of that. Hey, you got to be careful, though, because Luke may have COVID and then just not tell you. So, oh. <laughs> hey, give me a like, once and let me catch it again before you get <laughs> Just bring a rapid lollipop with you so that way you can just poke it in and afterwards and you'll, you'll know. It'll be good. <laughs> once you get it, you're good. You get all those good fancy dancy antibodies in you, and uh, you're that fine. was a that was a Fauci thing, bro. I think they discredited that. Uh, you, <laughs> I just don't want it to fill you in. Rich. That ain't that ain't no more, man. <laughs> I don't know or care anymore. <laughs> um, uh, y'all were talking about uh, you know, we was talking about all the upgrades for this year. So, uh, my plan... Oh, yeah, we never asked you. Yeah, we probably <laughs> should have. Like, fuck y'all, I'm just going to go out myself. Since y'all aren't... I'll just... <laughs> uh, so, my plan... Uh, so, I need a train for one. I'm going to get it pulled built. I've got a... Uh, I got a... And then... Uh, I'm just going to gradually wheel. Last year, we done a lot of wheeling. It was like a, it was a every about two week trip we was. So, uh, this year I'm going to kind of chill out a little and, uh, put, put back a little money, kind of pay some debt off. And hopefully around the end of the year, my plan is to start collecting parts and I am going to build a four seat buggy. That's going to be dope. Why a four seat? Party rig, baby. Four doors, more whores. Come on now, Richie. Get with the fucking program. <laughs> Jeez. When it when everybody's shit is broke. And you we'll got the party boss. Yeah, you got four drunk motherfuckers piled in a damn buggy. You can't. Oh, God. Last. Yeah. So are you going to do like a four, like the four door Ibex style? Or what are you thinking? Uh, honestly, I'm kind of leaning more towards like a four seat wide open design chassis. Oh, okay. All wide right. open design does nice shit. I wanted to build a buggy this year, but I'm getting my dad's truck and that's going to be a fucking whole build in itself. And I just can't afford to be building a buggy, having the Cherokee and doing the truck. So I respect it. Are you going to cannibalize I'm... shit? Do what? Are you going to cannibalize your rig to build that? Fuck no. The only oh, thing yeah. the only thing in my Jeep that I would care to keep would be the Atlas. 
other than that, fuck all of it. Oh, you're going to get rid of your rig completely. I'm not going to say I'm going to get rid of it, but who knows? Who knows what might happen? I might sell it. I might keep it for a spare rig. I don't know. The plan is to just start from scratch and either keep mine and will it or sell it as a whole, which I doubt will bring any money because of how beat it is or tear it down and sell it for parts. Waffle it. It'll be the I'm going to tell you, just, just do the first one. Just keep it and build whatever you want to build. Because if you don't keep it, you'll get six months into the project of the building the new one or whatever whatever it ends up being. Uh, you know, whatever process, whatever phase of the process you're in, you're going to just get this itch and then you're going to, you, you'll rush through whatever you're building. So if you want to build something right, you got to have a ship box on the side that isn't perfect, but it'll get the job done so you can build whatever you're doing and, you know, take your time yeah. on that one. That's what I would do. Definitely fair enough. And then My biggest... when you... Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. When you hit the point where you want to get rid of it and the other rig is proven, waffle it. Don't um, try and sell it outright. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen how ugly that thing is? I don't think nobody would waffle, even want to pay for a waffle on it. It I don't, don't know, matter. Dude. Well, like, man. For example, um, a friend of ours just sold a really, really beat JK buggy, and he did, what was it? Uh, uh, it came out to like 17.5, I think he got the yeah, full amount. 170, yeah. 179 slots, um, or 180 yeah, well, I mean, slots. The visibility on those posts are pretty high, though, you know? Yeah, but you could use Trail Trash. Yeah, but he has Trail Trash. True, yeah. I guess, yeah. Oh, Trail Trash is doing a raffle for one of their very own Trail Trash rigs. Yeah, fucking. How, yeah, how many guess. people they got on their Instagram? Uh, twenty five thousand, I think. Quite a few. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's twenty five thousand potential ticket buyers. Be twenty five thousand potential people that wouldn't buy because they'd be like, "I've seen the fucking videos <laughs> of this thing." <laughs> I have. I have witnessed this JK buggy upside down. Fucking halfway on fire, race multiple times. Like I've I've witnessed this thing, and I would I still put in money. So, I mean, you say that, but like if somebody sees a proven rig that's still going after three years, they're gonna throw money at it, hundred percent. I mean, mine's a mine's definitely a proven rig, but it is beat to fucking shit. It is ugly as hell. Is the cage still yeah. work? Wait, does the cage still work? Oh yeah, absolutely. Does it still roll under its own power? I'm right. Well, not right. No, but like, <laughs> will it with the day that you let it go, then done. You're making money. That's very true. Like, and the best part is, okay, fuck it. it. Worst case scenario, let's say you give it to the guy. Let's say a tornado comes through and the whole entire thing goes to shit. The whole buggy got ripped across wherever. Next second, it's in the Pacific Ocean. Well, guess what? All you have to do is offer the winner a thousand bucks and he's happy. Fuck the losers because they lost no matter what. And you could still have a buggy. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, that's very true. Exactly. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what dirty way of looking at it, but yeah. Well, it's like, well, I learned that from a from a guy who said that he was going to raffle off a, a horse, a dead horse. So he tells everybody <laughs> that the horse is alive, and then the winner, all he has to do is give the winner his money back, and he's happy. You know? So, so it's kind of the same thing, but for uh, 
for buggies, right? You just give somebody a dead buggy and you're good to go. That's very true. That is the worst analogy I have ever heard. And on that note, Graham, you got anything to finish us off with? Uh, don't waffle off your dead buggy or horse or horse buggy or any combination of the two. And on that note, have a good night. This has been cancer. <laughs>